Tune in to FC Popcorn every Tuesday to catch us discussing new trending topics. Remember to subscribe and follow us on your favorite podcast platform to never miss an episode. Hi everyone, I'm Anupama Chopra and welcome to FC Popcorn, which is a film companion original podcast and in which in which folks we're going to be talking about all things pop culture. Joining me today are my colleagues, fellow critics and fellow curmudgeons, uh, <laughs> Rahul Desai and Pratish Parsraman. And uh, today we'll be talking about all things Shah Rukh. A topic I am never ever tired of talking about. I've been about. waiting to say that for a long time. Given that you wrote an entire biography on him <laughs> a few years ago. <laughs> exactly. You know, I was thinking about uh, when we decided that it is... Shahrukh back on screen after five years almost. Uh, what is Shahrukh Khan 2.0? What do we want to see? So oh, I'm fascinated by what he said at the David Letterman show, which is that he's an employee of the myth of Shahrukh Khan. Which I have to say was first said in my book. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> Oh, wow. Yes, yes. Um. He said, I am just an employee of the Shahrukh Khan myth. And I'm I'm worried a little bit, but I'm very fascinated by how the myth has changed. Right? Because when I started watching Shahrukh Khan, the myth was romance. It was about the gesture. What was your first sort of memory? It was Swades in in theatres. But... I mean, irrespective of what he was doing with that film, he was the romantic hero, right? And then Dawn came and then 2007, the abs came with Om Shanti Om. And suddenly there was this tilt in not just who he is, but what he's, whom he's doing this for. So in the 90s and 2000s, you were getting a sense that his target audience was women, Right, who were sort of charmed by his by his presence, by his charisma, especially given his interviews and how uh, articulate and kind and funny and you know all of it that he was. But now suddenly he there was this movement towards uh, refashioning his body in a way that men will appreciate more. He was moving towards the erotic, away from the charming in a certain sense, almost as if he was trying to quote a different audience with the action film. And this is something that Shayana Bhattacharya in her book, Desperately Seeking Shahrukh, keeps talking about, which is that all of these women that she talks to keep talking about this distinctness of his personality post Om Shanti Om, which is that after that, women have not enjoyed his films as much and they gravitate towards his interviews more than his films because they still love Shahrukh, right? They still love Shahrukh, they're charmed by him. For the record, yes. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm just fascinated by what he's doing with that because suddenly, I mean, in Pathan, you've seen his body, the way it looks. Uh, and we're no longer looking at that charming Shah Rukh who kisses the neck of his lover. Uh, we're looking at something very different. And what is that? You know, uh, that is what is both worrying and fascinating for me right now. Uh, I almost feel like it's 3.0 because... <laughs> It's been a while. Like I thought 2.0 is as Pratish mentioned when Om Shant- the Om Shanti Om era basically started and it became more about how he looks and it became more about not just Shah Rukh, it became about Salman and Ahmed together with him because uh, I think at some subconscious level, I think all three of them were trying to do the same thing after a while and that's why Amir stood out for so long because he took his time and the other two were chasing the same kind of cinema, the same kind of audiences. And that's what in Shahrukh 2.0 I found 
a little disappointing because I've been a fan for the longest time. And uh, I'm like, the reason we all loved him in the 90s is because um, he was sort of an everyman hero, even though he was a king of romance. Uh, he also showed that kids like me or people like me who will grow up without really uh, being obsessed about our looks or being, you know, being aspirational physically can still sort of aspire to certain things like you know uh, fall in love or fail at the exams or or you know things like that and that's a, a large part of my personality was defined by what he did in the 90s so when he started doing uh, say something that Salman had already started um, I'm like okay uh, this is the superstar era basically they're chasing the same audience and that's what's been gone on that went on for almost a decade now and uh, you know you'd be hard pressed to really name a Shah Rukh original in those 10 years there were a lot of there was there was only Shah Rukh before that, that for the kind of cinema he chose to do for the for the way he chose to look as well uh, but uh, but you know as you said also uh, because he started chasing a different kind of audience and it also coincided with me becoming a professional and you know sort of um, stop uh, I stopped being a fanboy at some point and of course you have to do it when you get into this line uh, it's also the best and worst thing that's happened to me because you know uh, earlier I used to lose my objectivity about someone like Shah Rukh before I started reviewing films uh, I could barely get myself to admit that okay this just didn't work uh, but now I've reached such a point of pragmatism because of the kind of films he's done in the last six or seven years that um, I don't really ever remember the part of me uh, that was so crazy about him in the 90s and that's what I hope to regain uh, when 3.0 begins um, you know from what I mean it's too early to judge we've only seen the trailers um, but from the slate of films that he's chosen that that looks like he's going to do in the next year or two um, I have a feeling this is going to be a more pronounced version of 2.0. Yeah yeah you know it's interesting um, you talk about women loving him so I remember doing this interview with him just before Chennai Express released, right? And Chennai Express was also a different SRK, right? So I remember asking him, I, this is such a vivid memory that I said to him that, you know, uh, you were this guy who, we, you were Rahul, you were Raj, you were the guy who did uh, the Karwa Chauth in DDLJ. Uh, you sat in the kitchen with the women. Um, you know, you were like all things Western with this golden Indian heart. And, you know, us, meaning middle classes, upper middle class, we were your core constituency. And I, I was like, this guy doesn't feel like that, the guy in Chennai Express. I said, are you cheating on us? <laughs> <laughs> And he was so taken aback. He was like, no, I love you all. <laughs> but, but yeah, you're right. I feel like I, I, 3.0 might be a more pronounced version of 2.0. But I wonder, guys, if, if that might not be what the zeitgeist is asking for. Because what I've been told repeatedly and what I've heard all through post-Pushpa is that our heroes need to have more testosterone. And, you know, there's no room anymore for the guy doing Karvachot. Uh, it needs to all be now Pathan and Jawan and abs and, and the rest of it, which I want to say is a bit of a shame. That also speaks to the limitation of this uh, his stardom then, right? Because when you're looking at stardom, you think that 
it has the power to set the zeitgeist and not follow the zeitgeist and if he's doing only action films or i don't know what dunkey is going to be yeah about. yeah dunkey uh, i can't the, say anything yeah, yeah. about it <laughs> 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 but uh, technically it's not a vcf film right. <laughs> uh, but still we're too close to it for me to talk about it but yes dunkey will not be uh, will not be testosterone heavy okay. for sure raju's just not that guy right right so we don't know but that's the thing right we we're hoping that he would be able to bring back the romance that was fading from I our hope. cinema uh because again this is just fascinating example that um i think michael bass wrote in his book muscular india which is um that after 2007 after the dardai disco there was an increase in gym memberships and so now you're seeing that it's men that he's catering to right men who want to look a certain way uh and this might just be a pronounced version of that he's just i don't know is that are those abs working for 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 people who watched him swoon and fall in love in the 2000s it's not working for me so i mean the funny part was om shanti was supposed to be a parody that's right, right. Uh, it, it was supposed was to be a parody on the indian right. film yeah. industry right. on bollywood um and people took to those abs and the parody version of the superstar he was playing so um you know uh, um, they they took to it so fast that i think um, people started to take it seriously after that like sharukh himself might have taken that as a sign of doing a certain kind of uh, uh, role also and catering to uh, what we call you know like masses and th- he's been doing that very consciously for the last 10 and as you said you know so like so uh, which was quite amusing is he cheating on us that's actually something i could think because for better or worse he was always the urban darling for the longest time right like uh, i'm not saying that in any condescending way without being uh, upper middle class or middle class myself i'm just saying that that is how certain stars fit in right like akshay kumar uh, fits into a certain mold uh, sharukh did in the 90s uh, amir did uh, for the longest time amir was the only one who cracked the sort of uh, late 40s early 50s formula of how to do films and i guess because of that it's always felt like a race you know as as pratish said that you need to have the power to shape the zeitgeist and for the longest time stars in hindi cinema haven't been shaping it they've been just following it uh sort of seeing what is hot in the rest of the country or the discourse in general and going for that it's it's basically a, a sort of a version of you know a cricket captain just putting a fielder where the ball went last and um i see that it's going to keep happening for a while especially with the rise of uh especially with the sort of widespread admiration of what is being made down south uh, i feel like a lot of it is being pigeonholed to a certain kind of masculinity because there have been a lot of other lovely films coming from there a lot of very progressive films a lot of very um uh, you know very thoughtful sort of stories uh, from an india we don't often hear about in bombay and uh, and the thing is because it's pigeonholed that certain kind of films like the kgfs and uh, uh, and those kind of films are doing so well i feel like bollywood and hindi cinema stars are only catching on to that and saying okay this is the formula that worked it broke records let's keep doing this and i was under no illusion that you know 
सुपरस्टार इज गोइंग टू कम इन टू थाउजेंड ट्वेंटी थ्री एंड चेंज दैट आई ऑल्सो फील इट्स एन ऑकवर्ड एज इन जनरल फॉर ऑल थ्री ऑफ दैम इट्स द मिड फिफ्टीज लेट फिफ्टीज वी सो अमिताभ गो थ्रू अ होल क्राइसिस बिटवीन द नाइनटीज इन द नाइनटीज बेसिकली बिफोर ही केम बैक एज द फादर फिगर बिफोर ही केम बैक एज द ग्रैंड फादर सो दिस इज अलवेज बीन अ वेरी ऑकवर्ड फेज फॉर द मेल सुपर स्टार एटलीस्ट इन हिंदी सिनेमा एंड यू नो आई मीन आई लव टू साउंड ऑप्टमिस्टिक बट देन आई एड ऑल्सो साउंड डिल्यूडेड to a point because i'm looking for something to root for i'm looking for an original sort of voice in hindi cinema and uh, it'll be a couple of more years before we find that maybe. i think now maybe it's also a, an awkward uh, time for him when you've been away for so long and the last few films before that break didn't work then you know the the obviously the instinct not just for him but for everyone around him is to go as safe as you can and and uh, my hope is like if all these films work you know <laughs> if pathan jawan dunki <laughs> then you get the sharukh who finally did do bazigar as a newcomer then there's the confidence to experiment again maybe absolutely or to you know go full circle maybe But, uh, you know i keep wishing for that and having been, uh, reviewing you know hindi cinema week after week for the last 8 years or so um I've also noticed a parallel with the younger generation of stars. Ranbir is doing exactly what Shahrukh did. Uh, in a way, he's just one generation behind. The same career arc. He started, you know, risky, and he's going into a safe space, and he's going into what uh, he thinks people want to see, which nobody knows. Which nobody knows, and This especially post-pandemic. Like. Exactly. I mean, Pratyush, you and I saw Tiruchatrabalam, which is not a testosterone-heavy film at all, and that did major money. you know so why not a, like that's one type of masculinity as well and and i just hope that they see these kind of things in the south as well it's not all vikram mm-hmm. guns <laughs> shootouts you know i i i hope i hope like perhaps in 2024 the experimentation begins because there's so you know he's he is the charm is intact uh the he's one of the brightest most uh, witty you know uh, most articulate actors we have i just feel like there's nothing to lose yeah you've been a superstar for like what 30 years now what i mean just go crazy i'll admit i have <laughs> sort of stayed away from uh, to be honest i have stayed away from his interviews for the last 10 or 12 years people love his interviews people how love how he speaks you, i managed to do that like <laughs> because i have a feeling i'd be influenced very subconsciously while watching his films yeah. of course when we watch his films we are only talking about the film we are reviewing the film reviewing his performance in it and i just didn't want everything because it's very easy to get influenced by sharukh khan i mean his interviews are um i keep feeling why doesn't you know the sort of performance in his interviews the easy charm that uh, he uses in his interviews why doesn't that always translate into the film but of course it depends on the filmmaker the stories the kind of cinema is choosing and i'd gladly switch uh, sort of his interviews with his films for the longest time for the last 10 or 12 years because if you notice i think his interviews have gotten more and more um you know very um, charming and thoughtful and intelligent in an era that sort of is very difficult to because most interviews are really boring and uh, it's gotten a far more pronounced in the last 10 years when his movies haven't been doing well mm-hmm. which is a weird coincidence but again it's no coincidence also you know uh, i remember there was this uh, jeff bezos had come 
uh, a couple of years ago. And uh, so they had this conversation. Uh, Amazon did this massive event with Jeff Bezos and Shah Rukh and Zoya Akhtar. Mm. Uh, okay, and at one point, uh, I think uh, Shah Rukh leaned over and poured water for Jeff on stage, right? And um, Jeff was like, my God, you know, I'm always struck by how kind and how lovely and humble, um, you know, th your these superstars are. And he's like, it's only because my f last few films haven't done well. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'll never forget it. Just to have that presence of mind and to be able to make fun of yourself and of your failure, like who does it? You know, mm. and you're absolutely right. We need to see more of this in his movies. Mm. Uh, and I really feel like, if he let go and just sort of experimented and, and uh, maybe found younger voices to create the next, mm. uh, you know, the next version of him. I always used to ask him, what is 2.0? And he was like, we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see, you know. Uh, but it's, it's, I think that you have to, like I remember a phase that Mr. Bachchan had where, you know, he did all these completely crazy yeah ass projects mm. including I one know. in which he fell in love with uh, Jia Khan yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. you remember <laughs> that film Nishab yeah. you know that was whatever the quality of that film and those close ups of those thighs which was more a RGV thing right. mm. uh, <laughs> you know but but to have the courage to just say you know what why not I feel we need to get there yeah, I guess the tragedy also is that the few experiments that he has done in the last 10 years have haven't done. worked fan and zero yeah i can't think of riskier roles as a superstar absolutely um and they're not likable right to yeah. not to not yeah to have built a career on being likable and then suddenly to and exactly. perhaps that's what when your risk isn't rewarded hmm. then you find it's human comfort yeah yeah, it is. yeah. But, you know, I'm a little more hopeful about Pathan and Jawan, despite being action films, because we tend to see action films uh, as violent towards women also. Uh, I have I have a feeling that what he's going to do is, through his films, he's going to perhaps restructure the idea of violence as charming and a little more padded. Because in the Kolkata Film Festival he recently was in, he said this, and I'm going to quote him because it's such a lovely thing he said, which is, Cinema as a collective counter-narrative that brings to the fore humanity's immense capacity for compassion, unity, and brotherhood. Nice. You know, so he's clearly aware that this is what cinema is supposed to do. Uh, so I'm, I would be very surprised and shocked and disappointed, of course, if these films perpetuate this idea of an action film uh, as the petri dish of all the violent masculinity that exists in our society, as opposed to a man having fun, you know, kicking ass, uh, which is fun to watch, right? It is. No, we're not going to complain about that. No, we will not. We'll all be there first day for a show. <laughs> <laughs> we know that. We know that. Yeah, listen, it all looks like fun. Mm -hmm. uh, I think whatever we've seen of all of these films, and we've seen like... Two songs. <laughs> yeah, two songs, a little bit of a uh, the teaser for Jawan, right. uh, you know, where he's bandaged up and laughing malevolently, <laughs> which, which, why not? I, look, he looks like he's having a ball. Yeah. You know, which is great, which is, which is, uh, uh, which goes a long way because I, if, if the actor's clearly having a good time, we hopefully will too. Uh, I just hope we, we get to a place where there's also other kinds of Shah Rukh. Hmm. Mm. You know, just... Other kinds of Shah Rukh. I like that. Yeah. 
I mean, 2023 is very important. It is very important. It can't be understated enough because what Shahrukh does this year, uh, in general, how it is, how it fares and how it's received will pretty much define, you know, like what we are wishing on this podcast. It might define what's coming in the next mm. two years. In fact, in the next decade, because Bollywood egos are such that, you know, once something fails or something doesn't fail, uh, they will stick to it for a long time and keep trying to better that rather than trying something else. And mm. we've seen that happen with over decades, not just in the last 10 years. And I feel like it's it's so important that, you know, Pathan and Jawan, and of course it should, all these films should fare according to, you know, how the films are. You can't just put anything out there and say, because Shah Rukh is returning after four and a half, five years, Go watch it. So what if it's a rubbish film? No, it there has to be. If it's anything I, like war. Yeah, no. Like, but for example. Rahul, I feel like that time has passed. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I genuinely feel like now everyone in the industry understands that that's over. Uh, I think the only star who used to be able to pull that off was genuinely Salman. Yeah. Mm. And even he can't do it anymore. No, he can't. And, you know, Amir Salman, their films have been doing uh, pretty badly in the last couple of years. And so it, that's why it's so... Because it, it's very difficult for a lot of us, not just the stars themselves or the industry themselves. It's a very difficult lot of us to see this demise of the superstar era because we don't know when the next one will come. Given the era we occupy right now, given you know social media, mm-hmm. given the discourse out there, given the outrage... I don't see a like. I feel like the age of From the superstar Hindi cinema. in Hindi cinema, yeah. the age of the superstar is all but gone, and and you know this is the last sort of uh, few flames of it that we are going to see this year, whether through Shah Rukh or through Amir or through whoever, uh, any of them, uh, any of three of them. But uh, yeah, so that's why 2023 is going to be so definitive in you know in, in many ways because it's going to be a turning point, and I don't think. Uh, uh, you know, it's going to snap back to the Bollywood we knew before that. So we live in hope and excitement. And on that note, guys, let's recommend some stuff for our listeners. Uh, anything that we've watched, seen, uh, listened to in the past couple of weeks, uh, I'll go first. So for me, it's a film I caught way too late in 22. Jaya, 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 Hey. Uh, four Jayas. Yeah. <laughs> and Making the I just, you know, I kept hearing people telling me that, I mean, so many people said, just really? watch it, watch it. And I was like, yes, yes, yes. And I never did. And then finally it dropped on Hotstar. And it's such a fantastic film. And it's just so witty. And uh, Darshana Rajendran and Basil Joseph, who are the leads, are just fantastic. It's such a clever, funny film on an abusive marriage. I mean, he's such an awful, abusive man. Mm. and But somehow they insert humor into this and wit. And uh, it was just fantastic. So anybody who hasn't seen it, please watch it. Yeah. And without reducing the issue of domestic violence. Not too. at all. It's very in your face. Yeah, it's yeah. brutal. You know, when he hits her, it like you, you know, you kind of flinch. But that first kick that she gives him. Whew, cinematic catharsis right there. <laughs> Fully. Are these spoilers? I mean, they know it's a violent... Okay, anyway, sorry. Yeah. Uh, my recommendation is this documentary called Tang, which in Punjabi means longing by Bani Singh. So she, uh, her father played hockey in for the Olympics in 1948 and 52. And after he suffers a heart attack, she goes and tries to find his friend whom they used to play. Uh, they all 
grew up and played along the same the same team and then partition happened and then they found themselves on opposite teams and then since 1952 they haven't met or heard of each other and so she's trying to find him and she goes to pakistan and tries to figure out and find him and it's this like hour and a half long documentary of just and she's a designer she's not even a filmmaker by profession she's doing this for her father right she's trying to find this this friend um and she goes for 7 days to pakistan to try and find this man whom she knows nothing about except his name uh and what he was doing in 1948 and 1952 so this is available on docu-live.blogspot.com so they have a bunch of documentaries and so this is this was playing at the dharamshala film festival wow uh, and after the q and a with her like people just came up to her and weeping and telling their own stories of you know what their parents went through during partition because it is very much a partition film uh, apart from being a very intimate story of a daughter and a father sounds lovely mm-hmm. now what did you see um my recommendation is something i read uh, more than uh, saw uh, it's it's a piece we've all been talking about i'll stick to sharukh it's the silent rebellion of sharukh khan which uh, just uh, it's in the caravan basically and it's written by ramaga uh, it's a it's a i mean what it's about is for all the readers i'm not going to spoil it just read it so that we fully understand the legacy of sharukh within the india we are right now and um I mean anything I say can't do justice to the kind of reportage in that article and how thorough it is it's around 40 or 42 pages it's in the latest issue of the caravan and uh, I'd suggest before we embark on this Shahrukh Khan 3.0 journey uh, I recommend everyone to read that article just so we have a more peripheral uh, 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 also a more rounded view of where a superstar uh, of his stature stands in Hindi cinema and in a country like this right now how lovely wonderful and apparently folks we cannot stop before playing a game <laughs> because everything needs to end with a game and so pratyush we're just raul and i are volunteering you to go first so this is basically what we're doing is uh, badly explained plots so we're taking a film from a popcorn bucket and uh, i'm going to explain it terribly and you're supposed to guess it Which, let's see how that goes. A guy who's too possessive about his sister, Joy. And yeah, <laughs> <laughs> there you go. That wasn't so badly explained. It was. I mean, okay. Honestly, you can take any part of my review where I'm explaining the plot, and it's badly explained. Like I, <laughs> I always. It's the worst part of writing. I hate explaining <laughs> the plots. Plot. Yeah, it's just the worst. <laughs> Do you want to go next, Raul? Yeah, sure. a man who I, actually i don't even fully know the plot of this and it still might work um <laughs> a man who goes i'm going to have to take another one though okay acha tell us na kya tha i mean chennai express hai but it's just oh, if i say south it's just gone yeah. like it's, yeah. it goes down correct chennai anyways but yeah okay this is better um a a guy who is isolated for more than two decades and loses his mind um visara visara okay. yeah i assume is that easy to decode says yeah. a lot i mean it says a lot about okay this is embarrassing because i fully do i don't completely remember the plot of this take another one <laughs> see same thing what is it are yaar i'm old what is it so much <laughs> Oh come on! Oh, uh, I don't remember. I no, no, the plot 90s. is irrelevant. You could have yeah. just like the card or the or some face or the phone. But it's okay. I don't remember anything. 
the main song. Badsha. That I remember. Correct. 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 Oh dear. Dear Zindagi. So. Half of it. Okay, this is also you're gonna guess it's it's too easy because hmm. there's no way to say anything about it without giving it away. But uh, so here's a man in a sort of existential crisis. Chapta ke chaan. No. And he meets a bride to be, Dil and bali. she loses her ring. Oh, Jaya Hari Messenger. Oh wait, oh, that was existential. Wait, there was a ring in Kabir. Oh yes, of course, of course, yes. He was in an existential crisis. I just thought he was crisis. horny the whole <laughs> first twenty minutes of the film. I just forgot about the film, or maybe I just <laughs> programmed myself to forget about it. But okay. Josh, he will remember that. Josh, <laughs> my childhood. There you go. Okay, one last. Come on, somebody else. No, no, I'm so bad at this. uh our man has a thing for puppets paheli <laughs> a man has a thing for puppets on <laughs> 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 that happy note <laughs> signing off on the first episode of fc popcorn Tune in to FC Popcorn every Tuesday to catch us discussing new trending topics. Remember to subscribe and follow us on your favorite podcast platform to never miss an episode. Diamond for diamond, no one compares with Mervis. At Mervis Diamond Importers, our natural diamonds come straight from the mines in Africa, and our mermaid lab-grown diamonds beat all others for quality and value. Come view our brilliant diamonds, both natural and lab-grown. Mervis diamonds are so bright and full of fire they will blow you away. So will the affordable prices. Our diamonds may steal your heart, but not your wallet. See our mermaid lab-grown diamonds and learn how to get a larger diamond for less. You can get a bigger mermaid lab-grown diamonds than you ever thought possible. And with Mervis financing, you can enjoy up to five years to pay with zero interest. Our generous full-value trader policy and our lifetime warranty program easily make Mervis your first choice. When you mount a world-class Mervis diamond into a designer ring from our huge collection, there is no equal. Mervis Diamond Importers. For an appointment, call 800 Her Love or go to mervisdiamond.com. Again, that's 800 Her Love or go to mervisdiamond.com.